right, let's do it. To my listeners in the United States and around the world, welcome to We Live on a Planet. It is Monday, June 22nd, 2020. This is episode 408. We got a lot going on in the world right now. That's for sure. We're going to step away from the headlines, though at this episode just set that aside not worry about what's going on right now with the coronavirus civil unrest financial unrest world feels like it's on fire feels like it's burning we're gonna get through this we're gonna get by we're gonna set all that aside and just talk other things today we live on a planet we'll head on over to the history channel's website like we normally do head on over to the facts site get a random wrinkle on our brain all that much more try to uh relax enjoy yourself set all that other stuff aside let it go when we come back we'll jump into our uh our quote some more stuff and things right here we live on a planet we'll be right back welcome back let's start off oh before we start off with our quote i didn't even tell you the temperature i usually do that i like to archive it it's currently 75 degrees here in the city of oswego feels like 75 high is going to be about 84 degrees fahrenheit winds are out of the south gently blowing out of three miles per hour that's it it's early here in upstate new york right now too i keep saying upstate new york i i think it's really technically central new york i really live in and i've been saying upstate new york my whole life but think technically it's considered central new york all right well that's all right we're going to accept ourselves and that begins with our quote accept yourself love yourself and keep moving forward if you want to fly you have to give up what weighs you down roy t bennett i like that you gotta accept yourself and love yourself and keep moving forward you want to fly you have to give up what weighs you down i've said it many times ajan brahm a favorite yogi of my wife and i's he says it's you got to drop the stick it's only heavy if you hold it so drop the stick so my wife and i have been doing some walking at the middle school track so that's really nice been getting in some exercise been able to get in some flying of the drone. I bring the drone to the track too. But the other day we did some walking and I didn't bring the, tr- the drone. We just did some walking and it was nice. How was your father's day? My father's day was wonderful. I had my youngest came over to visit and I got a message from my oldest hearing from her too. So it was nice. I'm such a fortunate, lucky father to have the daughters I have in my life and they're growing up to be just such well they are grown up they're all grown up but they're growing to every day to be finer and finer people and fine individuals and i'm so proud of them and uh they're great human beings very caring loving people 
and I'm fortunate to have them as my daughters. I love them very much. Hopefully you got to listen to my episode with Melissa, if you heard that. That was fun. I have upcoming this Wednesday, Heather Kerr, and I want you to listen to that one. That will be fun. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun to find out the ins and outs of uh, bartending. And she's a bartender at a major casino. And um, so that was that was fun. That will be out. I have been having huge insomnia lately. I just, what's new, right? If you follow the show, you know, I just can't sleep lately. I, I've talked to my doctor about it. Speaking of doctors, this Wednesday, I have my scan, a bunch of scans I have to have done because of this mysterious illness that I have that I have no idea what it is that just wreaks havoc on my body. And after I have my scan the uh, following day, I have a meeting via telemed meeting with my doctor to find out about being scoped because I have to get an endoscope, which I've talked to you about too. So I have to go see a gastroenterologist. And then maybe we can find out what the heck is going on with me. And uh, yeah, because it's... It sucks. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. All right. Let's uh, let's jump right in. We'll jump right into normal stuff that we normally do here at We Live on a Planet. When we come back, we'll head on over to the History Channel's website and find out what happened on this day of history. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, my friends. Thank you. We are at the History Channel's website, history.com. History.com. If you are listening, contact me. I will be your spokesperson. <laughs> I, uh, I dig history. History is fun, and I think we can learn from it. On today's date, June 22nd, 1944, U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt signs the GI Bill, an unprecedented act of legislation designed to compensate returning members of the armed services known as GIs for their efforts in World War II. Alrighty, let's scroll. See what else happened on this day of history. Two thousand and eleven notorious Boston mobster Whitey Bulger is arrested. In this day in 2011, after 16 years on the run from law enforcement, James Whitey Bulger, wanted for 19 different murders, 81-year-old Bulger. He was on FBI's 10 most wanted list. Wow. Hmm. 1945, the Battle of Okinawa ends World War II. One of the bloodiest battles of World War II. That same day, Japanese Lieutenant General Mitsu Uchijima, if I said that correctly, him and the commander of the Okinawa's defense, him and a bunch of others committed suicide instead of surrendering. Okay, what else do we have on this day? Uh... Boy, not much. I'm looking. (laughs) 
2001 blockbuster hit movie, The Fast and the Furious, is released. Boy, what a franchise that released. I saw the first one and the second one, but um, I didn't see any other any other of them. Uh, 1775, Congress issues continental currency, and it's it was basically useless. Uh, you would need wagons full of the currency to buy a wagon full of supplies. <laughs> it wasn't really until um, the Civil War that paper Confederate or currency, I almost said Confederate money, currency money um, came out, paper money. So like 44 years later or so. And why do they even call it a buck? We can learn. We'll learn that later, maybe on in the show. Maybe I'll look that up. Maybe you can take a guess why. But, uh, all right. Well, that, I think, man, that was, that was, uh, pretty dry. Why do we call a dollar a buck anyways? I, I don't know. However, we'll find out. Stick around. We'll be right back. So I'm at businessinsider.com and we'll find out, uh, I'm just going to skim why why the word buck how we got the word buck and uh it's it's really weird one of the earliest references of this is in 1748 about 44 years before the u.s dollar was minted there was a reference to an exchange rate for a cask of whiskey traded to america native americans being five bucks referring to deer skins so yeah, a buck, you can guess then, is like from deerskins. So that's how we get it, the name. And yet another documented reference from 1748, Conrad Weisel, while traveling throughout present-day Ohio, noted in his journal that someone had robbed, had been robbed of the value of 30, or excuse me, 300 bucks. At that time, a buckskin was a common medium of exchange. There's also evidence that a buck didn't simply mean one deer skin, but may have met multiple skins, depending on quality. For instance, skins from a deer killed in the winter were considered superior to those killed in the summer due to the fur being thicker. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? And it's a bonus fact, though. Well, maybe tempted to think that the buck in the word, like the phrase past the buck, comes from that as well. The buck is actually more a poker term. Past the buck comes from poker. A buck is any inanimate object, usually a knife or a pencil, which is thrown into a jackpot and temporarily taken by the winner of the pot, whichever the deal reaches the holder of the buck a new jackpot must be made passing the buck got a little wheeze in me sorry about that still got i'm still smoke free i am still vape free and uh still alcohol free speaking of alcohol free how how many days am i let's pull that up while we're live right now you can pull it up on Sober Grid. It's an app that I downloaded onto my phone when I became sober over 
almost, well, exactly four years, 10 months, and two days ago. And I've saved 53000 $53,040. That's 1,768 days of sobriety. And it feels good. I, I have started indulging, though, and enjoying. And it's been this many years, almost five years. And uh, I finally have taken my first sip of non-alcoholic beer. And if you follow the show, you know the reason why I got that was because of my grilling. And grilling and drinking went in, in concert with me before. And I want to grill, but I don't want to drink. And so I get that sensation and that feeling back with these non-alcoholic. And I found some Labatt Blue non-alcoholic, and they're so good. I know I've already talked about it once on the show, but they're so delicious. It makes me feel proud. If you're struggling with addiction, you can you can beat it. If you're struggling with mental health too, like I do, there's help. Don't be afraid to ask. It's it's there's no shame in going to therapy. There's no shame in that. You know, it's okay. We're here one time spinning on this planet. Try to make the most of it. And if you need help, then that's what it is. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Did you know that the Milky Way smells like rum and tastes like raspberries? Yeah, we're at thefactsite.com, and that's what we're going to be learning about today. And, you know, I heard about this before, and uh, some things seem just too ridiculous to ignore, which is this one, you know, because you're like, um, how can that seems like a really ludicrous claim that the Milky Way smells like rum and tastes like raspberries? A swirling ball of dust and gas at the heart of the Milky Way galaxy sits a giant swirling ball. And it's of dust and gases. It's called Sagittarius B2. Sagittarius B2 has a mass equating to 3 million times that of the sun. And it spans an area roughly 150 light years over the past several years, scientists and astronauts, or excuse me, astronomers, have been studying this dust cloud in order to try and identify amino acids, otherwise known as the building blocks of life. To find amino acids here would be a monumentally huge discovery, as it would raise the chances of life existing on other planets. Expansion, expansion, exponentially due to those molecules being seeded onto other worlds. Man, I couldn't spit that out. For years, scientists in Spain have been training their 30-millimeter IRAM telescope on the Milky Way center gas cloud in order to try and identify some of those amino acids. However, when analyzing the stream of data picked up by their equipment, scientists discovered the presence of a substance called ethylformate. It is a chemical compound that gives raspberries their distinct and sharp taste, among, along with giving rum its deep signature smell. Yeah. So in beer terms, Sagittarius B 
actually contains enough ethyl alcohol to fill 400 trillion trillion pints of beer. <laughs> that means to consume all that alcohol and Sagittarius B, every person on earth would have to drink 300,000 pints of beer every day for a billion years. <laughs> so there you have it. Mankind would be chugging beers until the end of time to make their way through Sagittarius B2. Hmm. Isn't that weird, though, to know that? That it smells like rum and would taste like raspberries. If you could physically do that with, without dying. I mean, you couldn't stick your head out the capsule and take a whiff, that's for sure. All right, uh, should we do it? We might as well. For my my listeners that are your native language is not English, we will do word of the day. Here we go. Is it going to spit out? Assumption. Oh, assumption. That took a <laughs> assumption. I think we all know what assumption is and uh, what it means to assume. And right now, as I'm trying to pull up the definition of assumption i'm got an ad of course of course but uh we always know what what it means to assume if you assume it makes an ass out of you and me but to assume means to uh that you you think you know something without knowing the truth i could tell you that definition without waiting for it to pull up all right <laughs> I appreciate your time. I really do. And I think we're going to end the show there. It was a good show, a short show. Sometimes sometimes the short ones are okay. I appreciate your time. Make sure you tune in Wednesday. I'll have my interview with Heather Kerr, and we will uh, go from there. I appreciate you. Do your best today to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. I know it's not always easy, but you can do it. All right, my friends, peace. I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't leave without doing this. Assumption. Let's try that again. Assumption. There we go. I was going to end the show, and then I just, for some reason, something felt to me that I shouldn't assume to my listeners that are non that English isn't their first that they know what assumption means a s s u m p t i o n an idea accepted as fact without proof here's an example my mother made the assumption that i wanted to go to state but she hadn't take talked to me first assumption it's a noun all right now i feel better now I can end the show. <laughs> oh, that was my, maybe my case OCD, getting ready to end the show. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I can't. I got it. And especially since the word was assumption. All right, now I'm done. Now I'll talk to you later. Peace.